Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. So those of you that have your Bibles, let's get right into the Word. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. I want you to look with me at verse 23 through 26, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. And we're talking about homeland security, devil-proofing your house. Jesus made this statement that I don't believe a lot of us understand, but as you read into this, you'll see why it's such an extreme statement. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathered not with me scattered. Jesus is basically saying, either you're with me or you're against me. Ain't no such thing as I'm kind of with the Lord. No man can serve two masters. Either you're going to hate one and you're going to love the other, or you're going to cleave the one and despise the other. And what Jesus is saying is, I'm just going to put it in, in modern day vernacular, either you're all in or you're all out. I don't need half-hearted commitment. And then he goes on to say, when an unclean spirit, now that's the reason he made that statement before God of this, when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry or waterless places, seeking rest and find none. And he said, now look at the gall of the devil. I will return to my house on which I came out. Even though you saved and born again, you know the devil still think he owns you. He said, I will return to my house. The audacity. I'm trying to show you the attitude that just because you're saved and born again, don't think the enemy's going to just leave you alone. There won't be no temptation. There won't be no trials and no tests. He said, you know what? I'm going to return to my house. But notice here what else he does. And when he cometh, he finds it swept and garnished. And that means empty. See, one thing about getting deliverance and when God move in, even though God, praise God, comes on, uh, uh, deliver us, and, and beyond cleanliness or cleansing, there is, there is there's what I want to say, there's, there's conformity to God. Just because something came out, what did you put in? You, gotta, you can't leave your house or your spirit empty. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, be with what? Filled with the spirit. And so he says here, he says he found it empty, gone as well. Then he goeth and he taketh seven more of the spirits that know how to party harder than he knows how. He said, look, man, to make sure that we, we, we keep, we stay in here this time, I'm going to take seven bad boys with me, more wicked than himself. And he entered in and dwelled there, and the last state of that man or woman is worse than the first. So you see here, he says, I will return to my house. My house. You got to protect your house. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's not his house anymore. The Bible says we were bought with a price. Huh? Glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. You are not your own. But I'm trying to show you the attitude of the enemy. Anyone that's born again and saved, if, you, if, you, if you're honest, you're still going through some things. Because Satan has the attitude, hey man, I'm going to always check back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Even though you got delivered from something, even though God has blessed you, even though Jesus Christ is in your life, uh, have you found that the enemy still tries you? 
those same old temptations, those same old tendencies, those same old things that, that went out of your life. Every now and then, the enemy will try to set you up. Just, I'm just checking. And then when you rebuke him, he'll say, I'm just checking. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. And so that's why Jesus is saying you can't leave no room on the inside. Either you got to be all in or all out. You know, there are a lot of people, you know, uh, I'm just kind of with the Lord. I'm kind of with the ministry. What do that mean? Either you are with the ministry or you're against it, according to Jesus. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I like Pastor Diz and we're like, but. No, no, I don't want to hear your positive negatives. Jesus said then what you're saying you'll get. No, no, I ain't really. I like this part, but not that part. No, Jesus said, nope, nope, nope. I want full commitment. Either you're all in or you're all out because otherwise you're going to leave place to the devil. He said, otherwise you're going to leave place to the enemy. Praise God. So, uh, either you're all in or you're all out. Now, Jesus, notice what he said here. When an unclean spirit goes forth out of a man, he looked for dry places. Let's, let's read this in Amplify, and I think this will, this will help you. He who is not with me, siding and believing with me, is against me. Praise God. That means that there's no gray areas right now. I don't know, man. Jesus is soon to return. And you can't be half-hearted, half-committed toward God. He who does not gather with me, watch this, engage in my interest. I'm interested in getting the gospel out. I'm interested in helping pass it in. I'm helping in and building the ministry. He said, if you're not engaged in my interest, then you're scabbing. You're, you're a division worker. It ain't no in-between. Either you're all in or you're all out. Jesus said that. And the reason he said it is because he understands you can't live, leave room for the enemy. Keep going. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a person, it roams throughout waterless places in search of a place of rest, release, refreshment, and ease. And find it none and say, I will go back. Now, look at the gall of the devil. I'm trying to shoot. That ought to make you mad. That ought to make you be my house. Wait a minute. No, I don't belong to you anymore. I will go back to my house from whence I came out. And guess what? He says, I will take with me seven other spirits. That part in there, did we, did I cut off something? Okay, well, I don't. he says, uh, I guess we'll read it here. He just said, and I will take with me, not only that, I thought I said through 26. 26 says, he go out and he take his seven spirits more wicked than himself, and he enter in, and the last state of that person is worse than the beginning. Now, what I want you to see back is he Search for a place of rest, waterless places. Put, put that back up there. And then I'm going to have you throw up a scripture, Ephesians 5, 26, and then go back to that to show you. When he means waterless places, you know what he's talking about? The Bible talks about the washing of the water word. He said, once you, once the, you get delivered from anything, any addiction, any stronghold is broken in your life, you need to fill up with the word of God. Because the Bible is called the washing of the water word. But, but just because you got delivered, you didn't get in the word. And during this pandemic, there are a lot of people who just got over into just, I'm talking about not only lazy in the spirit, but they, they, they wasn't, some of them in a backslidden condition. And so he's talking about you got to, he's looking for a place void 
of the word of God. He's looking for a spirit, someone not filled with the spirit, no word, because notice Ephesians 5. I want you to see that he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the water of what? By the word. So the word of God is referred to water. And if he's looking for water's places, he's looking for somebody whose spirit is empty. Someone whose spirit has is not no presence of the word of God. No presence of the anointing. And the Bible says he go and find none. And that's why we've got to be diligent in the things of God. That's why we've got to make a decision that not only am I going to be delivered from, but I'm going to be uh, committed unto. That's why Jesus said, if you're not with me, you're against me. There is no gray area. There is no gray area. You've got to, you've got, even though, thank God, God has delivered us. God has saved, look at the attitude of the devil. And so you've got to protect your house. That's why I'm calling this homeland security. You know, some of you, you understand this in the natural. I dare say some of you, you with, uh, uh, what is it, ADT? Most of you, you know, uh, you put it on for your life. CPI, you protect the natural things, but you're not protecting your own life. You're worried about stuff and, 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 and jewelry and, and money and, and stopping break-ins, but Satan said, I don't care about you. Listen, let me go on, and we'll say it in a minute. Satan doesn't care about your natural, don't put it up yet, your natural physical house. He's after your home. That means relationship, your family. You can have a house and not have a home. He wants to destroy the family. He said, I will return to my house. Now, for us, that word here means household. Now, we're going to go here. Stay with me. He's not just talking about just you individually. He's talking about your household. Well, if I can't get her, then I'll, I'll look for someone. I'll try to get a son on drugs. I'll check with the daddy. I'll, I'll try to get the sister. I'll try. He's, he's talking about bloodline. He ain't just talking about, he's talking about the house of. He's talking about generations. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you used to buy books from Harrison House. Well, there was generations. There's the house of the Kennedys. There's the house of, he's talking about generations. There are certain tendencies that run in generations of things that didn't work on the granddaddy. I'm going to work on the children. If it didn't work on the children, I work on the children's children. He wants to come back into the household because Satan hates family because that's what God ordained. And that's why he said, when you get delivered, when you get saved, when you get born again, you need to fill up with the word of God because he's looking for waterless places. He's looking for dry places, spirits that's void of the word of God, spirits that, that are idle, empty. And so you got to guard against that. And it's called devil proofing your home. Let me go on and start with some statements. Satan cares nothing about your physical house. Devil want my house. Devil trying to, he trying, we behind on our mortgage. Devil, devil don't want your house for what? He's a spirit. He ain't living. What are you going to do with it? He don't care nothing about your physical house, but he wants to destroy your home, the marriage, the family. The church. That's why there's a fight right now against households like never before. When Adam uh, was in fellowship with God, all of a sudden uh, we see the first temptation. 
the desire to eat something, from yielding to that with Eve. The Bible says that the first murder came out of that house. He was after the whole family, not just Adam and Eve. He was after the whole household. And because Adam sinned, we see Cain committing the first murder against his brother Abel. And then we see murder. We see he was after that whole bloodline, and that's how the enemy is for you. And we've got to make sure that our spirits is not empty. We got to make sure that we fill our life with the Word of God. We got to make sure that we are filled with the Spirit, being controlled by the Spirit, filled with the Word of God, because He's looking for waterless places, empty spirit. That's why right now in this day and time, the Word of God is very important. If you're not getting the Word of God, you're in trouble, because the Satan is looking for waterless dead dry places and if the church is dead and dry and no word you ever heard of a dry sermon it was dead no life in it why the man didn't have no life and the people didn't have any life and those are prime suspects for the enemy because his attitude i might have got delivered but hey that don't mean they're gonna stay delivered i'm gonna come back oh y'all y'all kind of quiet on me this morning you say well you don't care nothing about your house? No, I don't care nothing about your physical house. I mean, he really don't. He don't want your house for what? Just like he don't want your car. Devil, I'm behind on my, what? Devil trying to take my, steal my car. For what? He can't drive. He wants your house or your car. He wants your peace. He wants your life. He wants relationship. He wants to destroy people because we're the one who carry the gospel. You can have a house and not have a home or family. Look, no, notice who started the family. Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. This is what he's after. Paul said, for this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you get that? The Father of our Lord, our Lord, our Father of our Lord and Jesus, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole, we're family. We're family. We're God's children. We're the family of God. Some of them have already uh, gone to sleep and gone to heaven to be absent from the body. But so he, he can't get to the ones in heaven. So he's fighting the ones in the earth. And he's going through dry places. Yeah, I remember Satan wanted to be a son of God. Read the book of Job. The Bible says even back then, the Bible says that that, that came a day that the sons of God, I think it's Job too, came to present themselves, and the Bible says Satan came also among them. He wanted to be a son, and God said, from what's coming now? From to and fro, walking up and down there. Notice he's searching. He's searching for waterless people with no word, not filled with the Spirit, idle-minded, empty, have made them say, even though you're born again. He's after the family. Because the family makes the physical house. Huh? Relationship, your son, your daughter. What good is a house when there's division, when your son is on drugs? When your daughter's living a promiscuous, promiscuous life, when the husband and wife is divorcing, he's up to the family. So there's going to be pressure. There's going to be attacks. Now, put up. Go, go, go ahead and uh, yeah, put up the next statement. Let's move quickly because I got so much I want to say. So. Things may increase, and this is, and thank God for prosperity. 
How many of you know God wants us to prosper? Above all things, I would that you prosper and be in health. Huh? Even as your soul prosper. God wants to bless your new car, new home, new all of that. But you can have a 30,000 square foot house. Things may increase the quality of your living, but not the quality of your life. I'm going to say it again. That living in life is two different things. Things may increase the quality, and that's what happened. We get caught up in, 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 in the quality of living. But not the quality. Life is about relationship. Your son, your daughter, the husband, the wife, your children, those people that you love. And if you don't have those things, you, don't, you can have a bunch of stuff, but not have no quality of life. You can buy a Timex or Rolex. One is about $39.95. You can go to Walmart. The other one is what? About five, six, ten thousand. How many? Five between five and ten thousand dollars. But they both tell time. So you walking around with a Rolex on your car, you that's the quality of living. Huh? But you're sick. You broke your children on drugs. That ain't increase your quality of life. You got a Rolex. I got a Timex. But I got peace, joy, good marriage, good home, good family, good relationship. And you, you, you have the quality, your quality of living, you don't have no quality of life. You can go coach or you go first class. Don't get me wrong. I love to go first class. It's a blessing to have two seats and be getting, you know, food. It used to be a dinner, but now it's just still better, sort of peanuts and whatever, because you don't get nothing in coach no more. They'll just give you some hot peanuts and maybe a sandwich, maybe drink but at least you got room so you 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 going for i'm back there coach but you sick you got doctor bills you worried about relationships there's no quality life. son is on drugs wife is divorcing you what you in first class i'm back here children good Good family, good church, my, my living, got peace of mind, I'm secure, no debt. You see, you get the difference. Things may increase the quality of your life, but not the quality of your life. So Satan is after your life. And Jesus said, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. And don't get me wrong, go for it. Go for it. Get your 30,000, 20,000, 10,000 square foot home in the gated community and boy you and me drive up with a Rolls Royce and your quality of living look at you but you're worried about the payments you got pocketing and shaking because of them payments on the house you got fear you got about nine locks on the door that's why it's gated if you get through that and someone come to your house you got your chamber lock it takes ten minutes to get it because you're in fear you can, but you got the quality of life Weapons everywhere, guns, because you're in fear. Children on drugs, alcohol. Anyone get the picture of what I'm trying to say? So, so Satan is not after your house. He's after your home. You got to have homeland security. Amen. Look at Mark's Gospel, chapter 3. devil proofing your house so we want to shut the door to the devil he said i'm going to return to my house wait a minute you ain't got no house 
When you were here, you didn't pay rent. Your name is not, your name is, but that, I'm trying to show his, his attitude about you, which ought to make you mad. My house, my children, my home, he ain't got no house. That's why the Bible says give no place to the devil. He's a spirit without a body. That's why he wants your body. So he can have full expression, full range of his in the natural physical world. He can't shoot nobody unless he got a body. He can't rob nobody unless he got a body. He can't do drugs and, and, and hurt people unless he got a body. He can't commit rape and murder unless he got a body. His spirit can't do that. So he's looking in dry places. I'm looking for somebody, literally. And the Bible says give no place. Now, on the other hand, the Holy Spirit needs the body. He needs my body to preach. He needs my body to lay hands on the sick. And all the difference between the Holy Spirit and the devil, the God will not usurp a third over your will, but these spirits will try to apply pressure on your life. Take control of your life. Shoot them, kill them, murder, rape. That's why people are in prison now. Good people. Because they didn't know how to have homeland security. You got to protect your house. Yeah, you're saying. Yeah, you're born. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, you got a nice home. Yeah, you got a nice car. I seen it in the parking lot. But the devil said, I ain't care about you. If I can destroy the relationship. Anybody with me this morning? So, we got to do what? Get in the word. Because what is he searching for? Waterless, dry places. Places where there's no influence of the word. That's why he don't come up in here too much unless somebody try to bring him. Too much word. Too much truth. Too much word. The washing of the water of the word. Why should those people get knowledge? Oh, my God. Now, he might wait outside at your car, but he ain't coming to why? Too much word. And the same thing about y'all, too much word in the house. Now, make it personal, too much word in your spirit. That's why the Bible says meditate in the word day and night. That's why the Bible says give yourself to the word of God. My son, my daughter, attend unto my words. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. Attend unto my words. Incline thy ear into my saying. Let them not depart from thy heart. Keep them in the midst of thy, thine heart for their life and medicine to the flesh of those that find them. Hallelujah. The word of God, the word of God, the word he comes to your house. You're full of the word. You're full of that two-edged sword which can cut him. Let me tell you, when you cut a snake, and let me tell you what happened. Just because you cut the snake, it, it, it depends on how, the, and the sword will cut the snake. But you got to make sure, have you ever cut a snake? Have you ever seen these? And we got them running around right now. You got to watch out for these little lizard things that run in the house. You know what? And you can, you can cut off his tail and the tail keep moving. You can cut the body. body snake is, you can cut a snake in half. Hey, girl, yeah, that ain't just because you cut the snake in half. That, that, hey, that's still part of the body that's wiggling. That's still part of the body and things we got to deal with in our body, even though the snake, we got to cut off the head. That's why you got to get it from the head. You got to smash that head. The devil, yeah, he's a snake, but he's neat. He's looking for a body. He can grow another, 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 they'll grow another, there's certain worms will grow another head, man. And as we move toward the return of Jesus, we're going to see these attacks come stronger against your family. 
And we got to have homeland security. Put that up again. I just like that title. Because we ain't talking about protecting the United States from some type of, you know, terror. The terrorist is right here. His name is Satan. And he's trying to terrorize your home and terrorize your family and terrorize your children. Take a straight to hell in our school system and, uh, and uh, just get God out of everything. But thank God for homeland security, devil proofing your house. What do you mean you're going to return to my house? See, the enemy didn't want to give you up. You remember the children of Israel? When they did get free after 400 years, and the Bible said they went through the Red Sea, beating the tambourine, and, when, and while they was rejoicing, the Bible says Pharaoh, the devil, said, why have we let these people go? And that's what the devil, why did we let them go? My God, and the Bible said that he pursued them. You know the story. And so we got to make sure that our house is not waterless. Mark chapter 3. And our household. He said, okay, well, I can't get the dad. Let me work on the children. Or I can't get the children. I'll wait till they have one born. And we call them generational curses. But I'm going to break down something right now. The truth is when you read the Old Testament generational curses, that was a specific curse that was on Israel for idolatry. They opened up the door to the devil and he said, the iniquitous father is going to visit the children. God will be unjust to, to punish innocent children based off of what someone else did. Now what it is, there's evil tendencies that run in families. Read the Ephesians chapter 2. I got to take my time and teach this. The Bible says that at that time we were without Christ. We were dead in our trespasses and we walked according to the course of this world. See, the blood of Jesus break the curse, but we got to correct the course. And if you read the Amplified, it says that there was swayed by evil demonic tendencies. That's why you find some people yielded to alcohol and some families, they just all seem to be alcoholics and some families, they just all seem to be drug addicts. Why is that? Why is it that we have, we have, you know, sickness and disease, some, why, why cancer and heart attacks and stroke? There's been a spirit in that bloodline, in that house, and no one, it's ignorance to it. No one stands against it because the father talk about it. You know, we'd all have cancer. Grandma had cancer, great-grandma. And so they accept it, and all it is is ignorance. When you get saved instantly, the curse is broken. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So you got to stand against these tendencies. Some of them is poverty. Some of it's incest. There's some of you this morning, stuff that, that happened to you when you were small. And, and, and you, you didn't realize it, but the same one that committed against you, it happened to them. And it's been in your family, crazy people. Uh, sexual perversion. Confuse gender identity. That's one that's running rampant right now. I'm a boy trapped in a, a woman's body. I'm a man and you ain't trapped in nothing. God made you, sir. But that your daddy or someone else in your family. And this morning, we're going to break all this stuff. We got to protect our house. This stuff is killing folks. It's destroying lives. Some of it come out in sickness and disease. 
They've proven that, that, that alcoholics, when they have children, if their children drink, it's already in their blood. But it's not because God is punishing someone else. It's because they're repeating the same ignorance. You see it? Like I said, high blood pressure, strokes. I noticed in my family, all the men were dying. None of them lived out of their 50s. And I said, I said to them, son is wrong here. What no? Generational curse, it was ignorance. It was eating, slop, and, and, and chillings, and, and, and grease. And, and I, we, you go to the, the family reunion, everybody who can eat the most, eat any doggone thing, like a hog. He can't just fall out, greasing eyes, wake up, eat again. Putting all that stuff in your veins. You, you, you see, some, how many of you grew up with Crisco? Oh, look at that. It's the, one, it's the grace of God in of us a lot. Lord, we fried everything. Everything. Then when we got through frying, we strained it and saved that stuff. It turned to wax and we used it again. What you think it's doing in your veins? That ain't no generational curse. That's ignorance. And, we, and the devil took the credit because you said the devil, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. No, Crisco took you away. So God is a just God. He don't take someone saying, and someone that's innocent born and say, I'm going to put this on you, call what you're doing. No, but there are tendencies. There are bad habits. And that's what the devil said, I want to come to my house. And even that got delivered. Let me search in that bloodline and see who I can get. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think a light bulb is coming on right now in the lolly. That's why my aunt's so crazy. That's why I'm on, because you're seeing people. I felt that crazy spirit too. Man, they shoot you before they talk. And I thought about shooting them, but no, I ain't going to let that run in my bloodline. And all them in jail and got cuts and stuff, and you're like, woo! Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you. So we've got to have some homeland security. We got to devil-proof our house. You got to recognize what's going on right now with your children and how this stuff is getting in and through internet and social media and stuff that we're looking at. Spirits are coming in and stuff. You got, you got to be on top of stuff. We got a part to do. The curse has been broken, but we got to correct the course. How I many of you know that course correction is always part of being saved? Even when you're driving a car here, I dare say everybody was here. You, you have to keep correcting your car little by little. If you're just steering wheel, it'll go low over the line, you pull it back. You go low over the line, it pull it back. The kids catch it when it's early. A plane can be take off from Greensboro, headed to Dallas, Fort Worth. And if it's just one degree off, it won't bother too much. Greensboro wants them about time. If it ain't going to correct that one degree, that, that plane will wind up somewhere down in South America. Because the longer you let it go, the more, of course, it gets. God is here to bring our children, the family, the home back on court. He gave the family. He, he is the one who designed the family. Okay. Well, thank you for the excitement of the three people. Uh, Mark 3. 
Mark 3. If I was a devil, I would have messed with the mic too. Mark, Mark, and I'm talking to you at home too. Things we've allowed in our houses and through, through certain people. You need to change. People carry spirits with them. You know, children, just anybody. No, 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 no. You got to correct the course. Y'all have Mark 3? Look at verse 23. That's why Jesus said, man, either you all in or you all out. You can't leave room because the same. Well, look, Lord, I'll get into this. Oh, empty. How do you think young girls get off so much? Why, why do we see? And, and when I say this, don't pass a love you. We all were born in it. We all were born in a curse. I don't know why they talk about uh, uh, the generational curse. We all were born in a curse. We were born in sin. That's a curse. And we all had a struggle. So when I say this, what I'm trying to say, you take a young, a young girl, and I'll get into this, because really, oh, no, about shut that up. Why, how do gangs, why do young men join gangs and young ladies become part of gangs? Because they're looking for love. Two things, love, acceptance, and security. And a father would provide all those. And really when a young man and young man join a gang, they're really looking for a father. But because they can't find that, and there's an empty place in that girl's heart for love, she's never been loved, the first time Dick and Harry come along and bring this artificial love, she falls for it. Why? She was empty. And Satan is looking for empty people. The woman at the well was empty. That's why she was there trying to get a husband. She had five. And Jesus said, the one you with I ain't yours either. And you're looking for love. And she was empty. And every generation, she kept drawing thugs. Young people keep joining gang that they're really looking for a father. If they would have had a father there, affirming them, confirming them, loving them, like Jesus had from the very beginning. Everyone needs the affirmation of a father. Before Jesus ever did any miracles, healed the sick, raised the dead, there came a voice from heaven and said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my son. And he was affirmed. And then the Holy Ghost came. Power. When you've been affirmed by the Father, the Spirit of God will come on you. And you begin to get your own identity, not from a gang, not from some guy, girl, but you get it from God. Oh, I love bullshit. Okay, I'll read about three. Verse 23. Then he called him, and he said unto them in the parable, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Hmm? We're talking about homeland security, right? Devil proofing our house. And if our house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand, whether that's a church, a marriage, a family, any type of relationship. See, Satan is out to destroy the home. And if Satan rises up against himself and be divided he cannot stand but hath they what hath they what 
So the devil don't mind you starting a marriage. He just want to end it. He want to destroy it. He don't mind you starting a relationship. How do you? He don't mind you starting a church. I just want to destroy it as long as it don't last. He don't mind you starting a choir. I just want to end. He don't mind you starting a business. He used the spirit of division. He's about ending stuff. Jesus is the author and the finisher. What Jesus thought he finished, but the devil said, they might have started that church, but who can I use? Who can I use? Where's a dry place? They might have started that marriage, but who can I get in? What, what, what difference can I magnify in that marriage with hate? We all different. Thank God for it. If we were all like you, it would be a dull world and me. Thank God for versatility in the body. There are people who know how to laugh. There are people who know how to have personality. There are people who know how to have a good time. Some of us like this. Some of us dress like that. What if we all wore a white robe to church? Heaven going to be boring. You've been talking about when I get no put on. I don't want no white robe. Give me an African dashiki. You see what I'm saying? But what Satan does is magnify difference and then get us arguing over it. You black, you white, Mathis, Baptist, Presbyterian, mass, no mass. Mandate, no mandate. Can I bring it home further? Do I need this? Destroying this nation because we're bound to be stronger together. But no, how the devil got it? He's looking for waterless people. And the Bible says, watch this. He said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But if Satan be divided against himself, he cannot stand. But he had to end. No man. Now watch this. I want you to catch hold of this. No man can enter into the strong man's house. We're talking about homeland security. Devil proof of you. How do the enemy get in? And let me tell you who the strong man is. You're the strong man. You're the strong woman. And some of you women that are single, don't let the gender, what I'm talking about, man, throw you off. Because maybe you're single. God will anoint you to be the man and strong in your house for your children. So don't think that this message is not for you. There's a lot of single women that has raised up and beat all odds and brought their children out of the ghetto. And said, I'm going to have a son. I'm going to have a daughter. It's gone. I'm going to invest the time, praise God. And I'm going to devil-proof my house. I'm going to cover them with prayer and intercession, praise God. And I, are you listening to me? We're talking about homeland security, protecting your house. Because we not saw that. He said, I'm going to return to my house. You ain't got no house. Devil will knock on your door, but don't let him in. Give him no place. He said, no man can enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods. Except he first bind or tie up the strong man. Then he was falling good. Satan been binding us but getting us arguing with one another, mad at one another, opening up the doors of strife, divisions. The church ain't nowhere where it needs to be. You know it and I know it. But Jesus prayed that we all come into the unity of the faith. And the enemy said, oh no, we're going to destroy the church within. I ain't got the power to stop them Christians. They got the name of Jesus. They got the blood of the Lamb. They got the word of God. But I do have something called the spirit of division. 
And I'm going to create differences in attitude and then get them to fight small wars over masks and mandated kids, vaccinations, and whether to take the shot. And it's up the devil and get so much misinformation that all I got to do is get that going and I'll just step back and watch the church destroy itself. And there will be an end. On the day of Pentecost, they was all in one place, in one accord. They didn't have all this difference. Everybody had the same mind, the same. And when they did, power hit. And suddenly. And so the enemy says, create all of this stuff. But don't, don't fight them from the, from the courts in this. Start with the family because the family make up the court. The family make up the school system. The family makes up the business. The family, so destroy the family and you can get the church, the business, you can get it all at one time because that's the core thing that God set up. And so I'm looking for bloodlines. And I'm going to use tendencies. What didn't work on the first one, I'm going to keep working on you. Put this up in the, in the, uh, in the Amplified. I'm going to take my time. This got to be tall. I just can't hoop, hoop this one. And he summoned them to him and, and said in a parable, illustrations or comparison, put beside truths to explain them. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom be divided, uh-oh, new word, rebelling against itself that king i want to i'm going to introduce something you don't have to be scared of it because it's a work of the flesh rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and so there's controlling spirits involved in this not only do i want remember he said i'm going to take several more spirits to make sure i keep control control that son keep them on drugs keep them blinded keep them on the rap music keep her in that sexual perversion Keep them sick. Keep them broke. Keep them with that poverty mentality. Keep them eating crazy. Don't let them get no wisdom about it. Ain't no courage. Just keep them in the darkness. If the, if I, the Bible says if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them whom the God is what blinds the mind. Keep them blinded. No light. You know where there's no light? Mold. Grow. Everything grow. Keep them in the darkness. He said if a kingdom rebelling against itself, it cannot stand. And if a house is divided, split in factions, whether that's the body of Christ, your house personally, church, Congress, fight small wars over mass and this and destroy everybody. You know, the devil don't care where you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. He don't care where you get vaccinated. The virus, let me just make it back. It don't care, it just won't kill you. The virus don't go, oh, that's a Baptist. I can't touch him. I'm going to go here and get depressed with here. Oh, that's a word of faith. Let me go over here to the, to the Catholic church. He'll kill any, give no place. He don't care, black, white, Baptist, Methodist, left, right, moderate, independent. I just want to kill, sell, and destroy. Wake up, church. And I'm going to keep... Splits in factions against itself. That house will not be able to last. I can bring America down eventually. 
ain't going to get in there. You, you let your mind go. And if Satan raised up an insurrection against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but surely come to end. Like I said, he don't mind nothing started long as it ends. I'm going to destroy that home, that house, that marriage, that, that job, that business, that church. But no one can go into a strong man's house and ransack it, the household goods, and right and left and seize it and plunder it. He's called a thief. Let's see, first, I got to get them off. I got to find place. I got to find someone who will give me place. Get them arguing. That's why the enemy fights every marriage in here. You got to work on your marriage. It's the devil's job to create faction. Why? He's after the house. It ain't about who's right or wrong. It's after the anointing. It's after the truth. Anyone that, I don't know why everybody's so quick willing to get married. You, if you're single, you need to say, thank God. Whatever state I'm in, learn to be content. Just say, thank I ain't got to wake on nobody. I ain't got to wake up. I can come in when I want to. I can get up when I want I can watch what I want to. I ain't got to worry about charity. It's my bed. I ain't got to worry about you get over on your side. I like this type of sheet. I ain't got to worry about you like them old rough sheets. I like, nah, I thank God. Hallelujah, I'm free. Just enjoy your state. I ain't saying nothing wrong with marriage. I'm just saying enjoy what state you're in. The grass always look greener on the other side till you get over there. Then you find out, my God, this is artificial turf and this stuff got to be mowed too. They crazy. So what the enemy do? He's after that house. I'm going to ramsack, destroy every doggone thing and kill you. Unless he first bind the strong man and then indeed he may third place. So how do we bind it? Put this up right quick because I got to move. It's through division, strife, and flesh weaknesses that Satan seeks to destroy and enter our house. Division, Strife, where there's envy and strife, there's confusion in every evil way. So let me study this bloodline. Alcohol, flesh weaknesses, drugs, flesh weaknesses. Mm. Abuse, we ain't talked about that one, did we? Physical and mental abuse. You know, the, uh, uh, Joseph talked about the toil in his father's house. Some of us think we deliver, and there's stuff that happened to you in your house that's been going on, and it was something happening, and you still, you still, you're still suffering as a result of that. You don't realize it. Your actions, your attitude, something that happened to you in your father's house. That's why people that's been abused abuse other people, and it just repeat every generation. And then the son sees and think it's normal to beat the woman because I seen daddy grab mama by the throat. So he get married. Look at here, woman. And he's in jail and now he's locked up and his children the same way. Other children because no one corrected the course. Shouting at one another. It don't have to be physical. It can be very, you crazy. I'm just shouting at one another. I used to watch my mama do that to, to, to my daddy. Nag him. That'll just, he'll go in every room in the house trying to get peace. And mama, George, 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 He'll get out of that room. George, George, George. And I'm like, I wanted to say, leave him alone. And he went to use the bathroom and she busted the bathroom. And finally, daddy said, that's the woman that you know. 
And you start thinking that stuff is normal. So you get married. Repeating in those tendencies. Thinking abuse, verbal, physical abuse. It's normal. Are you listening to me? I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to laugh. Sicknesses, disease, all of this stuff. Amen. That's how he gets in the house. He don't care how he get in. He don't care back door, front door, or if he come through the key lock. I just want in. You know, the old saying, if you let the devil in the car, pretty soon he's going to want to drive. Ephesians 4, 26 to 28, we're talking about devil-proofing your house, shutting the door. We're talking about breaking all of these bad tendencies. When, be, when angry, you're going to be angry as an emotion. But why not get angry at the devil? I'm tired of falling for it. See, listen, until you suffer the pain of remaining the same, until that pain becomes greater than the pain of changing, you're going to put up with it. I'm tired of these drugs. I'm tired of this alcohol. I'm tired of this abuse. I'm tired of this depression. Just come on, I got to break it. You get angry as a force. But you don't direct it at people. You direct it at that bondage. He said, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury, indignation last until sundown. In other words, if you do get angry, God says, I'm going to give you until sundown. Now, we better go about to change daylight saving time. And it's just going to start going down early. So you ain't going to have too long to be all mad Cover it up. Don't speak to me. See the devil in the house. Right now, go down about 7.30, you know, but pretty soon it's going to be 5.36. What is it? You ain't trying to, he's saying, keep the enemy out. Devil proof your house. He says, leave no such room or foothold or opportunity to him. Don't let, don't give the devil the opportunity to kill you. All he wants to get, he'll kill, steal, destroy, wreck. He binds you for, and then he'll kill, steal, and destroy everything you got. Jesus said, the prince of this world coming, but he don't have nothing in me. See, the devil knows it's a button that you push, a certain person, a certain phone call, a certain thing that masks that button. He said, shut the door. That's a general, you open up the door to a curse. Don't give him no opportunity. It ain't worth being mad. It ain't worth being in strife. The enemy's in your house. A snake is in your house. A poisonous snake. And you don't care about who's right or wrong. He want to kill you, your children, and shut the door to the enemy. We need homeland security. Shut the door. It takes maturity. to just say, this is insane. And even if it means saying, I'm wrong. I repent. Even though you didn't do it. You get the devil out. You got to be smart enough to put your, we ain't wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities. There's demon spirits in your house. Everyone shout homeland security. Say devil proof your house. Well, it takes mature people to do that. Even if you have to concede. That's why, let me tell you something. That's part of dying anyway. In order for someone to live, somebody got to die. Paul said, I die daily. 
And instead of fussing and arguing and getting in strife and letting the devil destroy me, my home, and stop the bills from being paid and get the enemy and our marriage and everything, and let, you know what? I'll just die. Yeah, with me. Forgive me. That's what Jesus did. He died so we didn't have to. He was only five transgressors. Bruce, right? We were the one loud. We were the one that sinned. We were the one that broke the law. But he said, you know what? If, if somebody got to die so my live, I'll just shut the door to the devil because he's killing the whole generation. So, Father, prepare me a body. I'll go down and I'll die and I'll take their place. Even though I'm innocent. Go to 1 Timothy 5, 8. I'm trying to close. You that are at home, shut the door to the devil. Watch who and what you let in your house. Just don't bring no anything in my house. I heard one preacher, in, and I know because I've been to Africa, and they got all types of gods there. They got thousands of gods. A lot of times you get over there and they have little braces and stuff free. They want to put them on your hand. But no, don't let somebody put something on you. You don't know what's behind that. You don't know what spirit been invoked. You don't, I ain't going to take that. But it's free. I don't want it. <laughs> put them bees around my neck. Keep them. Could be voodoo bees. I don't know. I'm not going to get a devil no play. Why choose let you let somebody put something on you just because it was free? First um, Timothy five eight. First Timothy. Now, don't worry about no one else's house. You understand what I'm saying? Quit trying to correct everybody. Like, she need to do this, and if they do that, and they need to do that, I know that they. We can always. Yeah, have you noticed how good we are about fixing other people's house? If they would just put some shutters and change that color, if they'll just paint the driveway, if they'll just put some bushes right. Hey, wait, wait a minute, now your house look like Jack. <laughs> Sweep around your own front door. Mm. Good teaching, Pastor. <laughs> I amen myself. Some of you like. Uh. <laughs> Y'all got First Timothy? I'm almost done. First Timothy. Uh, what did I say? Chapter 5. What verse? Verse 8. Okay, First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. There it go. Listen to what it says. Let's all read it together. But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Wow. Now, this ain't just talking about, thank God for paying bills and this. We're talking about a father protecting, providing what? Protection. Covering them in prayer. That's why I like it said any, because there's not always a man. That's the curse of this generation is the absentee father. But the father is supposed to be a protector and a provider. But what happened when the father's not there? And the woman has got to pull the load for the kids, and she's got to do everything. But that's why it says if any. Then you, you take up, God will anoint you with grace. Some of you know what I'm talking about. To do what you need to do. Hallelujah. Don't always think you need a man in the house. Let God add you that man. That's been your problem. 
The woman with this above was trying to find her own man, and she had five of them. And finally, this Jesus told her everything about your life, and she said, oh, my God. She said, all right, I want this water. She said, go get your husband. He said, the one I got, she ain't my husband. I don't have, she said, I know that's right. <laughs> so that was six, and guess who was the seven in number profession? Come see a man. When some old tired somebody's trying to hit on you and you know they ain't got nothing, no job, they ain't nothing but a thug, uh, just tell them I'm already got a man. The name Jesus. I'm with somebody. If any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he is denied. I want to amplify it. If any of you fail to provide for relatives, especially those of his own family, see, we're talking about the family. The family being destroyed. Your house. See, with that house, though, y'all, uh, uh, you can have a, a uh, you can have a, a, a house, but not a home. Home is about relationship. Your family. He said, "Pronounce." Notice what he said. He has disowned the faith. We're talking about believers, lazy believers, by failing to accompany with it fruit, and it's worse than an unbeliever who perform his obligation in these matters. There are unsaved people who pay the rent. There are unsaved people who turn on, keep the heat turned. There are unsaved people who pay the television and phone bill. And you going here talking and talking, don't want to shout out about You broke and everybody taking everything you got. Shut up. He said, you need to shut up. I know the Lord going to make a way. Yeah, you're going to make a way when you get a job. Unbelievers, he said, understand this. You're making the gospel look bad. Then when you do go to work, you're always late with an excuse. My car broke down. You said that three times this week. And here are all the, all the sinners on time. You come in there with a lame excuse. But I want you to know this, this, this provision is more than just money, rent, and food. He's talking about protecting your family. And that's why I want to get into what I was saying. Put up my statement about the gang. A gang is an artificial family. That's all it is. Before people go to gangs, they were looking for a family. They were looking for protection. Every child seeks love, acceptance, and security. If you start loving that, that, that daughter and dating her when she's early, taking her out to a nice restaurant, she's going to know what a man's supposed to do. Take out. Take your daughter out. Treat her nice. Open the door for, oh, my God. Why, why am I going to join the gang when I, I got a daddy? He's protecting me. He's showing me love. He accepts me. Go out. Buy nice clothes. Take out to a nice restaurant. I ain't talking about no hardest. I'm talking about Ruth Chris. So when that first guy come along, he, she's already been firm. Oh, what? You ain't got no job? You don't even qualify. You don't know the Lord? Nah. And by the way, pull your britches up. Get a belt. I'm already, I'm already, I'm a, I've already been affirmed. See? 
And that's why they join gang. That's why young men join gang, the Bloods and the Crips and all right here in the tribe gang, because there wasn't no father. The fathers wasn't there in the home, wasn't there in the project. And they, all they wanted is someone to pull them aside and teach them a trade and teach them this is how you make money, this is how you go to school, this is how you write a resume, this is how you do this, this is how you build a house, this is how you establish your credit, this, but no one wasn't there. And so, you know, and so he, he wanted to be accepted and, and they ain't accepted. And so he said, forget this, I, God, I'm going to join this artificial family and I feel now secure because they put a gun in my hand yeah but your life span has just been shortened because you ain't the only gang out there it's called gang violence what's happening the enemy has come in and all of this is going on in the house and the house should be providing those three things for every child. Intercession, prayer, covering them, love, acceptance. How was your day today? Mama love you. Daddy love you. Don't think it's wrong for, to, to, to touch your son and hold him. That ain't being no sister. It's good. Jesus touch and help him. Are you listening to me? Let him feel your love when he's growing up. Daddy loved you. Daddy loved son and daughter. And that, that's all they were looking for. But they, it wasn't provided in that family. And so they were empty. And so that spirit saw that emptiness. She was looking love, but her heart was empty. It looking something, but it was empty. And so he's the prime target for those spirits in your family. You know how it is, because all of a sudden you say, I don't know what's got it in my daughter. I don't know what's got it. But he just come on me, just ask me in my face. Those spirits couldn't get you, so I'm going to mess with your children. That's why the Bible says choose life. And I'm about done. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I said before your life and death, bless, choose life to both die and die seed after the male. Your choices affect your children. So Proverbs 17, 6. Children's Children are the crown of the old man and the glory of children are their father. You remove the father out at home, that word glory means covering. No more covering, so there's no more protection. And that's why the devil attacked the first family. Remove the father. Adam, Adam, where art thou? God knew where he was. He was trying to get Adam to realize, you out of place, man, because you in sin now. Your wife and children are uncovered. And so the enemy came in, and we see the first murder. And there's been a deterioration of the family ever since. Broken homes. I'm not knocking anyone that's supposed to. I'm just trying to tell you it started way back then because their spirit's been involved. They're, they're destroyed. It's been assigned to every family in here, every young person in here, every marriage in here. Destroy. Divide and conquer. You got to have homeland security. You got to devil-proof your house. And once the father's been removed, the glory is there. There's no more covering. What does man doubt mind for him? That's crowned him with honor and glory. The glory means the covering. That's why Adam didn't know he was naked. Huh? What you mean? The Bible says he realized we were naked. Well, what, you, what did they have on before? The glory covered them. And it covered the family. It protected them. And every father should be providing that acceptance, love, and that protection. And where it's not, then the children, the wife, everyone is exposed, and those spirits can come in. Let me, let me close with this last scripture, Matthew chapter, uh, Malachi 4. So you got to make a decision. 
I mean, you know what a decision is. Decision. I'm not giving place to the devil. I'm not giving place to the enemy. Decision. D prefix means off. You ever heard of something that's been oh well, let me just put it this way. It's been de deactive, activated. It's been what turned off. Scission means to cut. We're going to make an incision right here. So you put them together, decision means to cut off. You got to cut off something. Cut off that devil. Cut off the hatred. Cut off that voice. Cut off the drugs. Cut off that call. See, that don't mean just leave it alone for now. Why? Because that spirit is going to come and try you again. He's looking for dry place. And why? when you cut it off, get full of the word. Go to church and bring the word. Start getting the word. Stay fired up. So when the enemy, those spirits come, they find that house full of the word of God and say, oh, ain't no place there. They fool. They start rebuking me before I could even come with the temptation. Been there, done that devil. I ain't going down there. You know, if you get beat up and miserable, bad enough, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. But God wants you to repent before we get beat up. So we got to make a decision. It means to cut off. Look at Malachi 4 as I close. God bless you. I'm taking the quiet. This is because the Holy Spirit is talking to everybody in here. Because I ain't hearing nobody shout, jump, or swing on the chandelier. <laughs> Y'all got Malachi, last book in the Old Testament, right before Matthew. Everybody got it? All right. Let's look at verse 5 and 6. Behold, I will send Elijah, send unto you Elijah the prophet, before the coming of this great and dreadful day of the Lord. Now, you know Elijah did, right? So you know Elijah's not coming in flesh, right? He's talking about the spirit of Elijah. What is the spirit of Elijah? Mentorship. You remember Elisha and Elisha. And when they was part of the sun, my father, my father, there was connection, there was relationship. He said, before I come back, there's going to be a reconnect of mentorship, father, the son, train and mentor, followed in 20 years. This is how you do it, follow. And when the father left, guess what? The, uh, Elisha was already affirmed. The same spirit that is on Elisha is on Elisha. That same spirit on Pastor D is on Chris. Same spirit, you understand what I'm saying? A father there to mentor. And he said, that's been the curse of this generation, no covering. So, so we've been prime target for every type of spirit there is. Because we got mad, disobedient, most, a lot of them in jail, dead, violence. That's why the devil hates men. I'll go on and say, particularly black men. Our lives are even more expendable because of violence and this and that and, and, and ignorance and shooting one another. Black on black violence and I'll take you. Don't diss me. I'll take you. No, you know, it's all in all of it. Everybody. Yeah, well, you know what they say now? Take you out. And so people repeat what they see. And so the Bible says, as we close, 
And he shall turn the hearts of the father back to the children. And the hearts of the children back to the fathers. Lest I come and smite there with a curse. See, that's been the generational curse we're talking about. Ignorance. Passed down ignorance because no father's been there. And notice the hearts of the father. God, do you have 10,000 instructors? You don't have many fathers. A lot of young men who go to this church could call me that. Well, that, that, that don't make me feel like, woo, I'm big time. No, it puts responsibility on me. That means we're watching your life. And sometimes the, the fact that you are obligated to other people is what may cause you to make right choices. This just ain't about you. And God said, I'm going to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. He said, that's why the curse has come on this. The fatherless generation. You see them. And I'm not knocking anyone. Don't be mad at me. I mean, you know this is so. That's why you see it. You go, you go, you go to the social service, and you got a, a single mom with five kids. All about different fathers. Trying to get food stamps. Keep them poor. Keep them in that curse. And then those kids grew up. And they repeat. Generational curses. Sickness. Poverty. Disease. Alcohol. Drugs. Because where there's low income, we find more violence. And how do you break the cycle? Through you. You're the curse breaker. You're the one that says the buck stop here. That's why God got you here. One lamb for each house. He said get the lamb. Praise God. One lamb. And when you slay that lamb it'll be from every house. There was, un there was unsaved people in that house. There was wild people in that house. There was rebellion. But he said I need you to stand in process, Abraham stood in the gap, said, enough is enough. I'll fight for my family. And he began to intercede. It may be 50, 10, 9, interceding for Lot and his family. And God got him out. Because he was a father, even to rebellious kids. God says, I need your intercession. You that are single mom, you become that father. You become the representative. Start covering them. Start pleading the blood and take authority over this confused sexual identity spirit that's trying to take your daughters and your son over. Take authority over this alcoholic drug spirit, this pornographic spirit that's coming through all social media. Take authority over this sickness and disease that took mama out and heart attacks and strokes and said enough is enough. The buck stop here. I'm breaking this curse off of my family. Hallelujah. I'm a curse breaker. Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth is bound to you that at home. Get fed up. And stand up. And say enough is enough. God says, I'm turning the hearts. You can't legislate change people by protests and signs and laws. The law killer. You can make as many laws as you want. People going to do what they want. And I'm not against, I ain't pro this or pro nothing. I'm just trying to say they've been having divorces for years. And I believe in pro. I believe you should let. But that's a, that's a woman's choice. And you can make a law. They're going to do what they want to do. You can make a law. Don't drink alcohol. People going to get drunk. You're going make to make a law out of anything. The law, can, the law don't have the power in it to change anyone. The law is good, but it don't have the power to change. It's when God changes your heart. Put up this last statement. I'm through. So then men must step up and take their position. And remember, if there's no man in your life, you got kids, you woman, you step up. Take your position.
in the home. Devil proof it. Take your son. Stop binding the devil. I take your hands off my son. I take authority over spirits of perversion. I take authority over this cancer spirit that's been running rampant that was in grandma and great grandma it won't come that the buck stop here I take authority over this alcoholic spirit that took my this one out and that one my uncles or that in the name I take authority over this cancer spirit I live and not die I break this cancer spirit that's been from generation to generation I take authority over it in the name of Jesus I take authority over this spirit of abuse that has been destroying the women in this family and and causing us to have low self-esteem. And we always get a husband that either verbally or bad. I break that spirit in the name of Jesus. I break that. Get out of my house. I break that bloodline. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. Therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him with sincerity in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and served the Lord. As it seemed good unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you shall serve. Make a decision. Cut off, remember? Whether it be gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites on land you dwell in, but as for me and my house, you can't make a decision for no one else. As for me and my house, I'm taking authority over my house. We're going to serve God. Enough is enough. Hallelujah, homeland security. Hallelujah, this is going to be a God house. I'm taking the thought of everything that's not God. I bind every type of spirit, every type of spirit of perversion. I bind alcoholic, drug spirits. I bind these unclean spirits that have tried to take over my children. I bind those spirits. I take a thought of sickness and disease, poverty that's been running in my family. I rebel. Yes, for me and my house, it ain't coming not where I dwell. A thousand should fall to that side, ten thousand, but it ain't coming up in here no more. In the name of Jesus, this is the last person that's going to die with cancer. This is the last person that's going to go in with high blood. This is the last son. They're going to have addicted to drugs. Devil, take your hands off my son. This is the last daughter. I'm going to have this go. Break, I break your power. Instead of sitting back feeling helpless, we're talking about homeland security. Because if you ain't got a family, you ain't got nothing. The Bible says these spirits, they go through unclean places looking. The blood broke the curse. I'm through. But we must correct the course. And if you want to find these two, Galatians 3.13 and Proverbs 26.2. Galatians 3.13 and Proverbs 2. Just write them down. If you find them in that order, great. Christ has redeemed us from you. You ain't got no business. You are your children. Stand fast in the liberty where we're Christ has made us free. We've seen it in our school system. We've seen it in all this. There's a pull on your kids because if the devil can't get you, then go to someone else's bloodline. If it can't you, then I'll go to the next and praise God. Let me work on the father. Let me work on the wife. Let me work on the children. Let me work on the aunt. Let me work on the uncle. Let me that low self-esteem and just keep them. Bad choices. Bad, it ain't a curse. It's just bad choices. It's ignorance. You can break it. You give that cancer power by, by, by not satisfying your mind with good things and eating crazy food. You give heart attacks and aneurysm. You're the one. Ain't no curse. 
It's bad decisions. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. That's what Galatians 3.13, so if you're redeemed, then, then why is the curse, why is all this? There's got to be a cause. And then I think uh, 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 Proverbs, what did I just say, 26.2, says the curse costless shall not come. There's a cause. You can break it. I want you to stand on your feet right now and say the buck stop here. Yeah, with me, God has called you. Yeah, you. This is it. You ain't cursed. Now you stand in proxy. Begin to cover your family. Cover your children. I'm so encouraged to see so many young people here today too. So many. Man, look at, look at all these young people in the balcony and down here. That is encouraging to me. Praise God. We need God. We need God. We need to be raised up. We need a father to cover. They, need, they want acceptance. Praise God. They want, they, they want their security should be in God, not in drugs, not in a gang, praise God. Hallelujah. So say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you now. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loose in heaven. I bind principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, wicked spirits in the heavenly places. I bind Satan himself. And his influence over my life, over my children's life, over my family life, I shut the door to strife and weaknesses of the flesh. Lord, I repent for allowing other spirits and tendencies to control me. Today, Lord, I declare myself free, my children free, my family free from any satanic influence in the name of Jesus. The curse has been broken. I plead the blood over my children, over my family, over my home, over my marriage, over my possessions. In the name of Jesus, I devil-proof my house. In Jesus' name, when fear knocks at the door, faith will answer. Thank you, Lord. I'm filling my life with the word of God. No more emptiness. Fill me to my cup overflow i feel myself with the word of god thank you jesus for deliverance in the name of jesus every young person thank you right now you say this with me and all of you young in the name of jesus i will represent god in my life whether in school or where i go instead of being a follower i'll be a trendsetter why be a copycat when God made me an original. I'll follow you, God, and serve you and submit myself to godly parents. Thank you for the word. Thank you for your grace. Now let's all give God some praise in here. Amen.